So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Oh, man. Uh, You know what the enemy is on a week like this with so much wrestling going on? Sid from True Heel Heat. You know who the real enemy is, Sid? Who is that? Sleep. Sleep is the enemy. When there's so much wrestling to watch in a big week like this, WWE back at it in Sin City, the first super big stadium show in the pandemic era. And I mean really full sold-out stadium that's going to outdraw one of the biggest boxing matches of the year. WWE's doing that at SummerSlam with no celebrities, but that's okay. We'll get into it. Oh, and by the way, CM Punk is Dropping a pipe bomb in Chicago? At least that's what everyone thinks. They don't even have to advertise it, but people are buying tickets on the idea of that with All Elite Wrestling. And WWE is open for business. What does that mean? We'll get into it all on a deeper dive that we call this week's... Wait for my little little anime graphic. Yes, this week's Inside Cradle. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out! Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. I think we need to put that on a t-shirt. Watch out, watch yeah, out, yeah. watch out. Needs with your with you with you saying it on the uh, your face. Um, I think that would be great. We are uh, we are about 48 hours away from SummerSlam on a Saturday night, which I'm into. We'll talk about that. SummerSlam is a big, big show here. We have a lot of content coming at you this week for SummerSlam. So if you're here for all the SummerSlam content, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about CM Punk today. We're getting into all of it. Uh, and if you're with us here on the video form, you know what you guys can do? You can download the podcast. We are available on Spotify, Apple, and many, many other apps. So you can download a lot of our content. Uh, the Inside Cradle, we just go a little, little bit deeper. We have to be shorter this week just because of time constraints. But uh, Sid, you're jumping in at the last minute. We got Rick and Jose, uh, boots on the ground in Las Vegas. They'll be producing a bunch of different content, and especially Friday into Saturday. Keep an eye on our channels. We may be dropping some of like the biggest interviews we've ever done just because we're going to have press access. So that's going to be really, really cool. We're going to be at the big uh, press junket t- uh, tomorrow. Uh, so, Sid, True Heel Heat, you are quite busy this week. It's an insane Indeed. week for wrestling because we also have uh, SmackDown tomorrow. And then right after that, the go-home for SummerSlam, John Cena and Roman Reigns going to have some real uh, – try and get even more heat than they did last week, right? I'm we'll ready for it. That. But we have uh, – Seth Rollins has comments in today's episode. We, we, got, we got some of the audio from him that our very own Raju captured of uh, Seth Rollins uh, feeling that uh, John Cena crossed the line with this promo. <laughs> and so, so we'll talk about that. That'll be in today's show. Uh, but let's get into SummerSlam. SummerSlam is this Sunday. It, this is a, uh, no matter what you think of the build and the storylines to it, I think this will follow the pattern of what WWE's had for the last year and a half of a solid build. Some solid matches are built, uh, but the show happens and the show is great. WrestleMania felt like that. WrestleMania felt like a really great show. Uh, plenty of the different pay-per-views they've done last year I felt like that where uh, the bill yeah. was okay but once the show happens it's kick-ass Money in the Bank was an awesome, awesome show like top to bottom was yes. really, really entertaining and I, and I feel the famous, uh, the same with SummerSlam here big stage, people get the time, people have the expectations and they're mad 
Yes, I think that SummerSlam is going to deliver. They're going to be in a big stadium. It has the kind of a WrestleMania feel to it. This is going to be the most attended SummerSlam probably since 1992 when they were in Wembley Stadium. And and the big time main event of Roman Reigns versus John Cena, two of the biggest stars that they've created since the end of the Attitude Era. You got Edge versus Seth Rollins, which is like a dream match. You got the rematch from WrestleMania 37 between Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. You got Goldberg making his return against Bobby Lashley. There's some big names on this card. Uh, WWE, yeah, I would say it's been a up and down buildup, more mm-hmm. down on Raw, more up on SmackDown. Smackdown. Yeah. I think the SmackDown side of the card is much stronger, but I think overall, like you said, it's going to deliver. They've they've underachieved with the buildup, and they will overachieve on Saturday. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think people are going to leave SummerSlam. Uh, wow, this is really cool. I'm into this. They, look what they did here. Look who they built here. Oh, I want to see another rematch. I do think after whatever happens with Reigns and Cena, people are going to want to see another Reigns Cena match. Like I, I, yes. I already feel like there's just enough meat there on the bone the trash talking is great john cena was so inspired last week with this promo i know some people didn't think it was great i thought it was one of the better in-ring segments in terms of talking that wwe's had in a while uh the word we got on that a lot of that was written by paul Heyman, uh kind of over roman reigns's shoulder and then he kind of picked and choose the things they wanted and john cena was there and then they had a writing advisor i do think wwe needs creative team people to be involved in things i know people are opposed to that but they do kind of like give them storyline points and make sure they can get out on a certain queue and they need to know out cues to get to television. And I'm okay with this. They didn't write too much. It felt like people were just firing off insults at each other on a big level. That, that was a go home promo. If they did that tomorrow, yeah. I think that people would be talking about that. Yeah, I I think it was best because uh, it wasn't really like a writer, a traditional, like one of their Hollywood writers. It was Jamie Noble, who is kind of the person who put together the segment. And I think they need more of that. They need another professional wrestler who's turned agent to be involved in these segments. And they just come out, they come off a lot better. I know he does a lot of the stuff with like Seth Rollins as well. Seth Rollins had an exceptional promo last week on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're going to have to come hard with a great go home uh show on smackdown because they know what's going to follow them and what there's what's going to follow them is probably one of the biggest television events of the year i know you're going to be there live in chicago and wwe is going to want some attention from from this they don't want all the attention to go to aew so the way they they know they know it like they're not stupid like yeah anyone thinks w is stupid the way they did they're so stupid i was like it's a massive company. <laughs> like, you, like, they, like, so when you think one thing happens at WWE that everyone's, how did Vince let that happen? Like, cause that was in Stanford and he's on the road trying to do a live TV show for like 20 million people or something like that. So <laughs> calm down. Um, uh, talk about the road to SummerSlam. Who's had the best road to SummerSlam? What match are you most excited for on the card? I think for me, uh, it's, it's Reigns and Cena. It's, it's Reigns and Cena. Uh, the electricity when, when John Cena showed up at the end of Money in the Bank. Um, we knew it was happening. It happened. It exceeded expectations. He came out. He said nothing. The promos have been good. The house shows, I'm told, have been really, really fun. Uh, John Cena has been a great kick in the ass for WWE. And you haven't gotten too much of him. You gotten just enough. And now you get him in the ring, having a big time televised match. And also, Roman Reigns is still Roman Reigns. <laughs> like he's still this like smarmy, filled with his own shiz, hubris heel. Uh, he is. Uh, the best villain right now in all of wrestling at the moment. 
Yeah, I mean, I think if this was coming off of uh, Money in the Bank and you ask me what's the match I'm looking forward to the most, it's Roman versus Cena. I think I said this the last time that I shared the screen with you, Kev, that mm -hmm. they have had not the best build, in my opinion. I feel like the promo exchange it, last week yes. was was very good, but that's yeah, been but it. That's pretty much it. That's all were, they have. There were I some other things they did that I liked, but it did cool off for a while. But that's that's all, you know, you have weeks and weeks of television. You can't, you can't but, be but the they Di every week. They diluted it by trying to do the mixed direction with Finn Balor where you thought they were setting up Finn Balor, but then Finn Balor wasn't even on the show last week, so they kind of diluted it completely. So I would say from where we where we were at Money in the Bank to now, what's the what's the been the best road, the best buildup? I would say Seth Rollins and Edge have done the mm. best work with each other. I think their promo exchange was phenomenal using history, and that was something that WWE gets accused of a lot, not using history and thinking that their fans are stupid and don't remember things. But Edge and Seth Rollins played off of that and they made their match feel like it's been seven years in the making and seem like WWE had some long-term booking with, with Seth Rollins doing the attack in 2014 when Edge had his neck, his neck injury. Then, you know, he eliminated Seth Rollins from the 2020 Royal Rumble. He eliminated Seth Rollins from the 2021 Royal Rumble. The promo by Edge was great. The promo last week with the vignette showing that everything that Edge has done, Seth Rollins has done better, along with that great Seth Rollins promo. That was great work. They've done a lot to up the ante with that with that uh buildup and i feel like that's been the best outside of that one i would say sasha banks and bianca belair have done great work i think sasha's return was very effective getting basically a baby face turn and a heel turn in one night and then the uh contract exchange the contract signing with their promos there was very good as well so i say those two matches have mm -hmm. had the best road to wrestlemania cena and, every and, single and one of those is on smackdown and, and that's why i said at the top of this program it's really every, the smackdown every single one of them yeah every single one of those is on smackdown it's really a smackdown pay-per-view here none of the 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 programs for raw i would say the only exception to it is the raw tag team championship matchup between rk bro and aj styles and almost i feel the rk bro story has been very strong overall since you know them coming together after wrestlemania but then randy orton was off for seven weeks he comes back two weeks ago and they kind of rushed the whole story by having him you know not be on riddle side give him the rko then this week it's he's gained this is yeah it's it's not a marquee match i don't think there's that type of expectation in terms of that yeah so i and i, and I was i was like oh yeah People weren't as mad about that. I was like, that makes sense, you know. So, so yeah, I completely get that. Uh, it is SmackDown is such a hotter show right now. SmackDown, uh, whether you, whether you're an AEW loyalist or a WWE fan or whatever, or just a wrestling fan in general, it's the number one show in wrestling. And John Cena really kicked up those ratings for them. You know, they were doing some of their biggest numbers they've done in quite some time. I heard some people uh, who were just you know WWE naysayers like, no, 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 that's because there was preseason football. No, that don't. don't get that twisted because oh they're getting numbers from preseason football in some markets it's, no 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 like nielsen ratings can can tell you what tv show it's on all right it's not a perfect system but the overnight ratings for for smackdown a week and a half to two weeks ago was 2.5 million people <laughs> that, 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 that's a lot of people and if that's the number they had that's because of john Cena opening the show and then it built the number so they're doing the whole saturday night's main event model open up with the big name at the beginning of the show smart idea uh, I wonder what they're going to do with SmackDown this week, especially with AEW Rampage in Chicago, which we will touch on. Yep. Tomorrow is CM Punk Day. 
Uh, you brought up uh, Seth Rollins there. I think we need to talk about this. Our very own Raju got some great audio with him that I think we need to, to share. I'm going to share this with you guys right now on the stream, and I want to get your take on this. And you tell me what you think of this. I want to make sure I can play this correctly. Uh, can you hear this if I start playing this, Sid? Wrong yes. You hear that, right? Okay, cool. Yes, sir. So this is up on our YouTube channel. And Seth Rollins is doing the media runs here for SummerSlam. We have a ton of content up, by the way, in terms of people for SummerSlam. We have Rick Uccino and Jose G in Las Vegas. They'll be covering that event. We'll have a lot of different things we'll be talking to, but we got to talk to Seth through an international media call. And that promo that John Cena did talked about how Roman Reigns ran Dean Ambrose out of WWE. And I thought that was I thought that was kind of like a testy line. Didn't you think that was kind of a bit of a like, John? That's a little much, buddy. I mean, this is stuff that only John Cena can get away with. So I was all for it because John Cena, he's an habitual line stepper. He's a habitual <laughs> line crosser. That's what he does. <laughs> I love the line line stepping <laughs> saying someone's a line stepper is one of my favorite things to call anyone out you're line stepping now that's what you're doing you don't even know where it is you're not i don't, I don't think you're looking down at the ground right now no nope. i don't think you're nope. looking down at the ground no nope. all right so let's uh let's see how seth rollins takes to the line stepping as you put it so so effortlessly there of one Mr. Uh, John Cena here. Let me find my video here to play this off of. Where do I go? I gotta see. This is a problem. You have to have like multiple windows open all the time when you're doing these. It's very challenging. All righty, here we go. Doesn't dictate what I do in the ring. He never has, never will be. The boss for me, Roman Reigns, doesn't dictate my failures or my successes. Roman Reigns can't make me, just like Roman Reigns can't ruin me. Hmm. Okay, okay. Got an exclusive. We'll get more into this. Hang on. Hey, Seth. How's it going, man? What up, man? Oh, fantastic. Uh, so, you mentioned John Cena some time ago. Uh, everyone was talking about your promo from this past week, but they were also talking about his promo in which you were referenced. I mean, he said that uh, Roman Reigns um, uh, ruined Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose was also referenced. What was your reaction to that promo? <laughs> I had a good chuckle about it. Um, you know, John John likes to cross some lines occasionally. He, you know, you look at his history of promos in the ring, and especially his face-to-face -face promos going into big matches. Uh, he likes to cross the line. I think um, you know, the one thing I took exception to is the fact that Roman Reigns was in any way responsible for me and my career. Uh, and that's just not the case. Roman Reigns doesn't dictate what I do in the ring. He never has, never will be. The boss for me, Roman Reigns, doesn't dictate my failures or my successes. Roman Reigns can't make me, just like Roman Reigns can't ruin me. Um, and so I think that's the uh, the only part of it that I I kind of, you know, uh, not, not my favorite thing. Uh, and I don't like John painting me that way. But, uh, you know, he's got to do his thing. He wants to use my mouth to fill his narrative. And that's fine. He can do that. That's his prerogative. I would do the same thing if I were in his position with his name. So um, it, that's the nature of the business. That's how we sell tickets. And that's how we get people like you talking. So uh, I appreciate the question. But I'm, I'm the only one who, uh, who has Seth Rollins' fate in his hands, so to speak. So definitely an interview to check out in completion up now at our youtube channel 
So what do you think of that? Do you think there's something on the surface there from one Mr. Seth Rollins that maybe he didn't share? Because sometimes with interviews, they'll, they'll, they'll allude to how they really feel. They don't have to tell you everything they feel. What did you think of that? Did John step the line? Was he out of line by doing that? He's done this stuff like that before. That's not a, an off observation there. Yeah, I think that uh, for for Seth Rollins, it, it paints a picture that he's not as successful as he really is, but he definitely is. Like I, I think that you, like I've said before, the Edge and Seth Rollins feud has been great because there's a lot of parallels between the two, and that's similar to like if if John Cena said to Christian that Christian ruined uh, Edge because I don't think that Edge and Christian you know success relied on each other they the reason why they're viewed as one of the greatest tag teams of all time is because they went on to separate success and it's similar to why the shield is considered one of the all-time great uh stables because all of them went on to separate success after their stable they all became wwe champion and it's arguable that seth rollins was the most successful after the shield he's won the wwe championship he's won the wwe universal championship he's a grand slam winner he's main event at WrestleMania. So these are all things that you, this is not someone that you can say has been ruined. Uh, I would say if anyone's to blame with uh, Seth Rollins being quote unquote ruined, it would be WWE itself. Or if you want to point it out, somebody, maybe the fiend Bray Wyatt, when, when Seth Rollins was at the top of his game as the top baby face in the promotion, booking him against the fiend Bray Wyatt and that unstoppable character might have, you can say, ruined Seth Rollins or Seth Rollins himself with his Twitter game may, may be more to blame with ruining Seth Rollins, but I wouldn't say at all Seth Rollins has been ruined. He's one of the most successful and decorated champions of the past decade, so I understand where he's coming from. Also, he's not far off. He understands this how you sell tickets. In this yeah. day and age, you got to get people talking. You got to stir the pot. And um, I'm not making this about me. I, I don't like when people do stories and they make it about them. I got to do an interview with him in 2019. I brought this up before because it's it's one of the cooler things I've gotten to do because he did a little bit of business in it, not just promoting a match, but trying to make a match in an interview I did with him where he brought up someone we're going to talk about here in a minute, CM Punk. And, uh, and it was really, really cool. Cause he understood, he know he understood what I was going to ask him. I didn't, I said like, Hey, can I bring up the thing before we started the interview? And he said, I would hope you would. And I, I said, all right, I was the first interview he was going to do that day. Uh, and he also, I, I, I don't know if he knew it, but he knew I knew wrestling and I knew him and I knew his background and I wasn't going to treat it like, so you and John Zena, huh? Like, I wasn't going to treat it like that. <laughs> and I was going to treat it like a, a legitimate thing. And I was thankful WWE uh, had their TV crew there. It's in live, it's in their 365 special. I got to be oh, nice. So that was pretty cool. And I talked about how you're pissing people off here on Twitter and you're getting under people's skin. And now you have somebody in the business saying that you need to shut your Twitter down. Well, then he's working. <laughs> absolutely and and I mean, even even if it does piss off someone legitimately it's working <laughs> like in this day and age like not saying you got worked right to a degree maybe like but but i mean like that, that that's interesting rollins is good at that he's such a better heel than he is a baby face i'm not saying he can't be a good baby face um but there's there's still so many more things he can do and and, and also i think he's so much even better than when he was when he got to WWE. Like before he even got yeah. to WWE, he was one of the top wrestlers in the world. Now he's in like yes. a whole another level and also going through all the injuries and all these different things that he had to do with. So I'm uh, just good on him. And I also think him and Edge are in a position to steal the show. 
I don't think yeah. Edge wants to. I, I think Edge, if he's one of those guys who's a feature player, doesn't want to under deliver. He doesn't want to come out and be somebody who has, if I'm only doing a handful of things a year, I want to come out and have the best thing. And then it's on the rest of the roster when you got to go make it down the road. <laughs> you have people who are like, how come you guys are as good as Edge? You're like, he wants that while he's not there. You're like, you, you want that. So um, let's get into the other big topic of the day. We will talk more about WWE. There are some things they're doing in terms of their business around these big quarterly shows. They wrote some big business agreements. So want to know what you think about that. Want to know what you think about SummerSlam. Give us your predictions in the comments below. Um, CM Punk. Uh, this SummerSlam is Sunday. NXT TakeOver uh, is, is Sunday. Uh, SummerSlam is, is Saturday. Sun, Sunday for some of our international fans. SmackDown, all these things. Let's just put those aside. <laughs> uh, we have a sold-out United Center. Yes, we do. 20,000-plus 20, tickets sold with no matches announced. Nope. The only name on the marquee was just AEW Rampage at United Center. It is worth noting that the same market AEW is running two weeks from now in one arena three times meaning they're running one market four times in a month that that's similar to what wwe would do like when they have like those big residential stays oh wrestlemania yeah. we're gonna be in town for a week spread that out over a month that's a lot of hard business asking a lot of your fans here but this one show at the united center which will be their biggest audience they've performed to yet has been sold not on a name but on a rumor on a tease on a tease on if we're doing something in the United Center, we're not just doing something. We're doing nothing. And a lot of teasing has been done by them. You outright had Darby Allen saying he wants to take on the best in the world at the United Center. And that is expected. They have John Moxley versus Danny Garcia. Strong name. John Moxley sold some tickets, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. This this show has been sold on the idea that CM Punk, one of the most divisive and provocative characters in, in modern wrestling history who left WWE, quit WWE. When, uh, I got into a legal fight with a WWE doctor, not with WWE, that has to be said. Uh, and then it does all these things, UFC, movies, all this other stuff. But people say, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? You come back to WWE, you're going to go wrestle somewhere else. When are you going to wrestle again? So now in uh, just over 24 hours, yes. we're expecting CM Punk to come out in front of over 20,000 people in one of the hottest wrestling markets in the world. Sorry, Chicago is. All right. I know you don't like that. Yeah. New York. Right? New York is where it's at. Sure, sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> Not this month, though. Not this month. <laughs> <laughs> Not this month no. <laughs> Give us September, all right? You guys will have the Rock at that is uh, Barclays in, in November. Hey, we got we got our, we got Arthur Ashe in September, so y'all y'all can get these next couple of weeks. Y'all got this next couple of weeks. <laughs> I got this next couple of weeks. We'll take over two weeks from now. <laughs> we'll we'll be arguing with someone in Tokyo when the Wrestle Kingdom happens. <laughs> Um, so CM Punk is expected to show up at the show. All signs point to it. Uh, a little bit more of an indication of this is now when your media partner is talking about it. Yes. Uh, Fightful Select, tip of the cap to them, to Sean Rassep, Robert DeFelice, and uh, Jeremy Lambert, who's apparently giving V-triggers to everyone who works in wrestling media now. Uh, yes. 
Yes, he is. He he is he, he our, our poor Rick Uchino. He was in the hospital for for two days. It's probably why Rick uh wasn't here. You know, he could have mm-hmm. been here from Las Vegas, but he had V trigger trauma. So mm-hmm. that's why he wasn't on this edition of Inside Cradle. Yeah, he's also running for me for all that shitty pulled on our SummerSlam trivia mm-hmm. showdown. Mm-hmm. Fix mm-hmm. was in, Sid. Think oh, the fix man. was in. That's Cor- what I say. I'm I'm sorry, Kev. I'm sorry. Right. No, no, no. You should have you should have made the call to Vince. I should have called, called my, my close personal friend. <laughs> you should have put the fixes in. You should have. You should have. comes in and rings the bell. It's over. You should have told him. You should have told him. If Rick's not going to do business, we do business for him. Rick screwed Rick. <laughs> All right. Biggest wrestling story of the year. Not our ridiculous trivia show, which you can watch on our channel. It's up now. Absolutely. Um. CM Punk coming back. Uh, I'll be there. I have tickets. Uh, I bought on the pre-sale. Uh, I feel lucky I got them. I'm going to be up in the 300s. But what's this reaction going to be like? I think the reaction is going to be insane. And it's funny because CM Punk, all those years ago, two years ago, when he appeared on WWE backstage, he shows up. Big surprise to everybody. And he says, the internet just broke. And it didn't. It didn't. He was just on a studio show. It's not the same as showing up in a professional wrestling ring after you've been away for he all those gave years. It a go, though. I mean, he, he gave he, it a go. Yeah, he gave he it did. a go. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying he wasn't he wasn't good in the role that he was, but it's totally different from being back inside a wrestling ring to making your official return to the business that you once loved, but you fell out of love with it due to being in WWE. And the fact that it's with a company that has been so much viewed as you know an alternative or you know the competition to wwe although vince won't admit it but the competition to wwe it makes it more impactful i think that the roof is going to go off of united center and it's funny because i was on this show a couple weeks back and when it was first announced the first dance in united center and we talked about it and you was like they should announce it and i was like i kind of like the 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 teases now i'm at the point where i I have no problem being wrong about this in retrospect but my thought process was you're trying to sell a 20,000 seat arena when you already have another arena in the same market, you're playing three times two weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just trying to be like, maybe announce some things. You know what I mean? No, but, or, but this is but the, the thing. The teases did the job. The teases, but this the is the thing. They were able to sell those tickets, but I feel like they're not getting the most out of what they can get on TV ratings wise. Right. I feel like they didn't do enough to overtly, you, you don't have to confirm it. I know they want kind of the surprise people who are in the know are going to watch. People are there in in Chicago to see this. And, you know, me, I got even my my true heel themed CM Punk shirt on right now because I'm ready. Plug plug your plug your shiz, dude. Where, where hey, do I hey, get one of those? You can get those on PWTs. Yes, yes, yes. But yes, I don't even have to buy it online. I can go to the store. Go to the store. But um, but yes, uh, you know, everybody's getting ready for it. It's a big, exciting event. This is the way that AEW is going to get eyes on them during one of WWE's biggest weekends yet. And they sold it on the idea and the tease of CM Punk. But I feel like ratings-wise, they could have done more to really tease it up a little bit more. We could have heard another promo from Darby Allen referencing it. You know, <laughs> uh, Kenny Omega has thrown in his didn't little... anything on Dynamite last night. No, no. Kenny Omega has done his little tidbits with, you know, 
the Cookie, the Cookie Monster, Monster shirt and the and Chick Magnet, the Chick Magnet shirt last night yeah. on Dynamite. John Moxley cutting promos, talking about everybody's coming to AEW, but I'm the guy that like you know put the flag in the in the ground, and I've been doing the hard work and kind of calling out anybody. But we needed something a little bit more, I feel, to kind of bump it up because I had to, I think that this episode after the debut episode of Rampage did 740,000 viewers. This episode has the potential to do 1 million viewers, although it is on Friday at 10 p.m. It is a one-hour show, so it's easier to get that big number because you're not asking somebody to stay with the program for two hours. And your, and average, how... your average viewership number is tighterly announced. You know, exactly. People, when people talk about those average, that's an average overall viewership number. Exactly. That, isn't, that, is, that doesn't mean like one segment of the show didn't have like over a million people watching it, to be clear. Exactly. And that's why I think that it should, you know, me, Dutch, and Rick talked about it last week on Smack Talk, and I'll say it here. They need to do something where they hook the viewer in at the beginning with the tease of CM Punk, and then they save it to the end, because that's how they're going to get your biggest, you Quarter know, hours. rating yet. Yeah, that's how you're going to do it. I feel I do, like... I, I do it on radio all the time. I'm on I'm on doing two radio shows five days a week, and it's, why give it away? Hey, you're, you're here for the music, but if I get you to listen to another song for another five minutes, and then I tell you something silly, and I have a joke for you, or a ridiculous story, and did it today. Hey, 10 minutes. I'm going to tell you about a drunk man who got so drunk he got injured in a parking lot and he sued the bar for $5.5 million. How does that work? I'll explain. 10 minutes. Here's the <laughs> Exactly. That, that's now, how now it works. Now you want to know how he did it. Now you want to know how he got away with it. Don't give it away. Come on. So you need to come out with the, the first riff. I don't even think they should play the whole song, but the first riff of Cult of Personality and then MJF's music hits. MJF needs to be the troll. MJF, the guy that can ramp up the crowd, Especially be like after this past week exactly Jericho, Jericho tapping out to mjf which was shocking, exactly right? um or but darby called him out too so i think i think they should play it all together where you know you have mjf he says that you know darby called out the best in the world as you saw on dynamite i'm the best in the world so i'm calling out darby at the end of the show he calls out darby at the end of the show darby and sting get jumped by the pinnacle it looks like they have no help and then the music hits again didn't 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 and cm punk comes down he he runs off the the pinnacle beats up you know get, give somebody a go to sleep from the pinnacle and then he's standing in the ring it's just him and darby they bump backs and then he turns around and he drops him with the go to sleep you don't you don't have CM Punk talk on this show. That's how you get the bigger rating for Dynamite. Dynamite. You end the show with Punk laying out Darby standing I mean, in the gonna, middle of the ring. Something to the crowd. So oh, gonna, maybe yeah, after so the show. Can, yeah. Yeah, you can do the social media like film it and we'll put it up some other place. Like it's going to say something to the crowd. But also, he needs gonna, to it needs to be one like episode. one line. It needs they're to be gonna, like one line. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to take more than one episode of Rampage yeah. apparently. So they're they're like Oh. So uh, I mean they're not going to you're not going to fill a stadium for an hour long show. You're not going to. Oh, yeah. they're going to do dark. They do also do AEW dark dark well. matches yeah. and, and a handful of other things. But this is sold on the rumor of CM Punk showing up, and yes, and, and he has to show up. Let's just put that out there. I mean, I expect it at this point. And you have Tony Khan saying, "Expect, expect what you're expecting." You know, like like, <laughs> like I'm not going to tell you he's going to be here. Um, does we're talking to you here and we're recording here on a Thursday afternoon. Um. Does anything come out before this show that tells a casual fan like, hey, you've heard about it, but it's happening? Do, do they do anything that says it? Does anything get out? Because I'm going to say they're going to want to protect this, even though everyone's talking about it. This is still going to be the, like the car service is going to come and pick you up at a neutral location. You're going to be wearing the hood. You're going to do all the, like 
WWE does that. AEW would want to do that. They wouldn't want the cat to get out of the bag, but anyone already knows that the cat's in the bag. <laughs> so exactly. like, does something get out? Does uh, does Punk continues? I think so. I think they would have done it on Dynamite. So True. I think they're, I'm, I'm they're not going to do it now. Stuff. I, I don't. Yeah. I think that it, the, the smart move was to do it on Dynamite. You know, you can they do did. it on social media, and they didn't do it on Dynamite. So you can do they it just, on social media, but I just don't think they will. If they were going to do it, they were going to do it on Dynamite. So I think they're just going to go with the teases that they've done, maybe a, more vignettes of, like, Darby saying he wants the best in the world for to promote the first dance, but I don't think they're going to overtly tease or confirm it in any type of way. Now, I let's just be hypothetical, and this isn't me being the anti-AEW guy, but it has to be brought up. What if he doesn't show up? The internet will burn. The internet wrestling community will burn. There might be a riot in Chicago, and I'm going to fear for my good friend Kevin Kellum's uh, life that he makes it out alive out of the United Center. Because I'm you put that... Because because he put it out in the oh, world. No. He just put it. He just put it oh, out in the no, world. They just knocked over the Tony Esposito statue outside. The, the people are throwing <laughs> hot dogs at the Michael Jordan slam dunk statue. <laughs> the madhouse on Madison is a madhouse. <laughs> That's how it's gonna be. That's how it's gonna be. It's gonna be beautiful. They're gonna be tearing those championship banners of the Hawks and the Bulls down from the ceiling. <laughs> They're like, no, ridiculous. I think he shows up. I think he shows Me up. Me too. And, uh, and I think it'll be a big deal. I think it'll be very cool here. Uh, let's jump into some other topics. If you are with us, go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and share that link. It's it's really easy to do, guys. It's so easy to do. It's not it is. hard to do. Um, let's talk about a little bit about Impact Wrestling here. Impact is in the cabal of uh, the Legion of Doom in the eyes of WWE loyalists. All of the promotions assembling to take down McMahon's mountain of wrestling might. Uh, and Impact is a part of it. Now, obviously, they'll benefit from uh, certain talents that have TV exposure. You see a name that's on TV, you want them on your TV show, too. So some of those markets are hitting uh, the free agency window of now uh, your 90-day non-compete clause, where you still get paid, by the way. Uh, and one of those names is the Iconics. All right? The very fun sassy tag team that WWE had that I thought was very entertaining and just shockingly released by WWE. Uh, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay hitting the market again. And apparently impact wants to get into the iconic business. Yeah, I mean, this was the the move that I think made the most sense for them. Of course, you know, a lot of wrestling fans would love people to leave WWE and go immediately to the biggest other promotion, which is All Elite Wrestling. But not everybody not can go. Yeah, not everybody can go no. to AEW. It just wouldn't make sense. Someone like a Ruby Soho, that makes sense. Someone like we've seen Malachi Black, Andrade going to AEW, that makes sense. CM Punk, Brian Danielson going to AEW, that makes sense. The the Iconics is someone, it just makes sense for them to go to Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling has one of the best women's divisions. Whether WWE or anybody else wants you to believe it or not, I say Impact Wrestling has the best women's division, the knockouts division. They put focus on the individual ladies. It's a very worthy they, argument you have there. And they have the knockouts tag team division, which has been treated so much better than either the main roster or the NXT women's tag team titles. Let me just say that. Uh, you know, they just lost one of their major tag teams in Fire and Flame 
flavor with Kira Hogan, you know, leaving Impact Wrestling. She's been replaced by Savannah Edward, uh, Savannah Evans, who's teaming with Tasha Steeles. But you also got the decay with Rosemary and Havoc. They need more women's tag teams, though. And the Iconics is is right there for them. And they've already trademarked the name, the inspiration. So it will be a little bit of a play off of Icon Iconics with inspiration. Cassie Lee, Jessica uh, McKay are so talented. Jessica McKay is hilarious. I called her the female Santino when she was Billy Kay in WWE because her humor yeah. is just on point. Cassie Lee is so underrated in the ring as Peyton Royce. And I feel like being in the knockouts division in Impact Wrestling, they can elevate that division and not many talents can do that for them. I agree. Also, they're a vignette machine. The, they, yes. they can go. You can you can put the camera on them, and they'll make it funny, and they'll make it ridiculous. Uh, and those backstage promo segments, where some people do well, and some people they almost always do well. They're almost yeah. always entertaining. They know how to hit their marks. They are one of those acts that came out of NXT and really benefited from the Dusty Rhodes promo class, right? And, Indeed. Um, and they have that pedigree. They have Triple H's hand in, in their career as well. Uh, I do think they're one of those teams that could find their way back to WWE just as easily in the future. Uh, and they have a lot of talent and they're also still very young, you know, a lot, not too many injuries uh, and a unique pairing where they're very much interconnected. Like people know yeah. them as an act together, which for women isn't always the case. I mean, there's some women no. that are known and you brought up decay and things like that. That's good. But in WWE, AEW, they don't have that. I mean, you have no. Baker and Reba, but it's Reba's that like, you know, Reba's the sidekick. Yes. Uh, and, and to a degree, Billy Kay is that to Peyton because Peyton much more of the, the in-ring perform, but they're both mirror talents in terms of what they bring to the table, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I would say I would say they're most similar to like the New Age Outlaws, where yeah. you knew, you know that you know Billy Gunn was the better in ring talent, kind of like heater. you think he's, he's the, the heater, the but but Road Dogs the talker, and they mm -hmm. kind of need each other to bounce off each other, and I feel like that with the Iconics. Yeah, and I, I think they could benefit from it. I, I do think uh, you and I were kind of debating how is Impact doing in this deal with AEW and New Japan's in it. And I, I would hope they could do more live shows. I could hope more people could do live shows in general. With the pandemic, Impact's done better than anyone thought they really would do. And, and they yeah. benefited really well from this AEW deal. And, and they're doing some good stuff with this. And if they're in Impact, for lack of a better phrase, you can go over to AEW now. Uh, you know, and uh, you've seen it with Gallows and Anderson are basically on AEW every single week, every week. <laughs> uh, and and they have been since December and they're still the impact tag team champions. Uh, so that's kind of odd in that regard. So uh, I, I think it's a good pickup for them if they can get it to happen. Uh, and it, hopefully it's something that makes that women's division, which they do invest a lot of time into uh, a little, you know, just get a little stardust on it, you know, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Uh, speaking of stardust. Celebrities. WWE loves to get themselves into the celeb game. They love getting in the TMZs. They love getting on the page six, the New York Post. They love getting their Andy Kaufman rub, you know? They've had Kim Kardashian come out there. And SummerSlam this year was supposed to have several different celebrity uh, involvements, but they just couldn't get it hammered down. I guess maybe with the COVID thing, people don't want to do it. Different conflicts. What's the problem with WWE trying to book a celebrity? 
it just seems like uh, they weren't able to lock anybody in and it's not through any fault of their own for not trying because they did, you know, yeah. they originally wanted to bring in Cardi B. They used her song up as the theme song for this year's SummerSlam, but Cardi B's pregnancy kind of put a halt on that. Then they went to try to get, bring back one of the, one of the WWE hall of famers, one of the most famous celebrities that's ever been involved in WWE iron Mike Tyson, who, just appeared on a on AEW. They wanted to bring him in for SummerSlam. What happened but they, with that? <laughs> hey, they they use him sparingly, and I think they still probably use him. And maybe that's the reason why they couldn't come to a done deal. Maybe Iron Mike likes uh, AEW a little bit more. He has a friendship with Chris Jericho. Maybe he likes it over there more or than he's WWE. Got that Triller deal where he can't do certain something. Or like that. yeah, or he's gonna do more fights with Triller and he can't do it. But they couldn't come to a deal with Iron Mike Tyson. Then they went. They was like, we can't get Cardi B. We got to get another female rapper, uh, Megan The Stallion just had an appearance with um with Bianca Belair at Lollapalooza. Yeah, they did and, the photo shoot. I saw all yeah. the Stan fans losing their mind over that. Exactly. Want to talk about a Venn diagram for a young female wrestling fan in their early 20s. It is Megan Thee Stallion, Bianca Belair, and those circles intersect like this. Exactly, exactly. So they wanted to bring her in, and then as of last weekend, they couldn't lock her down as they thought it was a done deal, but they couldn't make it confirmed. This is all reported by Sean Rossap of Fightful Select. Mm -hmm. So uh, it just seems like they couldn't get it, you know, all together. And after the success of WrestleMania 37 with Bad Bunny kind of being that celebrity to kind of be the anchor for promotion outside of WWE. It was, it was. They wanted another celebrity for here, but they just couldn't get it done. But I don't think SummerSlam's going to lose that much by not having celebrity presence. No, I think SummerSlam's going to be a really fun show for the experience and the crowd and be really jealous of Rick and and Jose enjoying that. Once again, we will be live after SummerSlam. Uh, It's going to be a fun one. We'll be live, Sid. We're going to be checking that out. So make sure your notifications are on. So Because you don't know exactly when the show ends with Peacock. They're not bound by normal pay-per-view out time. So make sure your notifications are on for that. Check that out on demand. We'll be live as well after NXT TakeOver 36, which is also a jam-packed show. I think that's it. Indeed. A show that's another show that snuck up on somebody here. Final segment of the show, WWE working with outside companies. As more of AEW's, uh, as I put it, the cabal of Legion of Doom coming for Vince McMahon. We're coming for Vince. We want Vince. Uh, all right, so they're they're marching towards Stanford, and they're going to take the headquarters. That's what they want. That's what all the, the IWC 69 Scott says. They will come down, and we will take the flag of the WWE headquarters, and then this is where Dynamite is now. What do you think now, Vince? TK has your office. This is what happens when you gave me obstructive view tickets that I bought, and I was behind the Tron in 1999. It's a great voice. Great voice. Pick me up in the arena. I have a foam (laughs) finger. I'm going to wave it in the air. Come and pick me up. That's my new character that is uh, Internet Wrestling Community 69 Scott. So come and... All right. Uh, I have a few minutes here before I have to get time. I have to, I, I gotta I gotta be out of out of here at a certain time. Uh WWE's executive Nick Khan, who's come under a lot of uh kind of just criticism from people who are in the know. Uh and the, a lot of the releases that we've seen this year have been applied to Nick Khan, but no one can actually say that he's the guy that did that. Uh Nick Khan is in his position, is probably one of the highest ranking executives now in WWE besides Vince McMahon, because he secured 
some of the more profitable deals the company's ever had. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one of the, some of the, several of those multi-billion dollar deals with uh, media partners, Nick Khan was critical in, in securing those deals. And now is involved in uh, progressing the company to this whole other level and doing all these different things with them. When they, when they had different uh, executive changes, he was a guy who came in and, and certainly seems like if you're looking at the bottom line, he's making it count. Uh, now he's on the record saying that they are indeed open to business. And working yes. with outside companies. And that could be a broad thing. That isn't simply just wrestling. Uh, they announced a deal with Major League Baseball now. You will get WWE replica championship titles with all of the team logos on that. I'm going to tell you right now, they are going to make a boatload of money on those. from Indeed. Fans. A boatload of money from those. Uh, so I think that could be more licensing deals and things like that of that regard. Uh, I've always heard of people saying that WD doesn't have a theme park. They've done a ride. They had something in Niagara Falls for like 10 years. Uh, that's something yeah. I can see them do. But are they working with another wrestling company? What's the deal here, man? Uh, well, he spoke with uh, Red Code Media, and he said, we're open for business on anything and everything. Even some of the business plans that we've uh, announced recently are different and unique to what the company has traditionally done. We're open for business, and if somebody called, we'll listen, but we're not active or out of the, on the marketplace trying to change that structure. So this is a on-the-record statement from uh, Nick Khan. This is not a report from a a media outlet, a wrestling, uh, you know, website. This is Nick Khan saying it himself. So we finally get some confirmation from someone within the company that WWE will listen to an offer if the offer is good. So it makes a lot of sense with all the budget cuts that have gone down this year, the releasing of talent, uh, all the big money moves that they're making with selling the WWE network to Peacock and, you know, the deal with NBC Universal and Fox. All of these things point to them making moves and you, also all the executives, Bissick Man, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H have sold a lot of stock within WWE. So this makes a whole lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think partnering with other companies is something that WWE has done selectively. And like I said, I got to emphasize, this isn't just them working with another wrestling company. This is them doing licensing deals and doing different things like that that I think are a little bit out of the box. You know, we saw them yep. do this with the Rolling Loud thing. That was a very unique partnership for them to do. It was fun. It was different, you know, uh, to do a wrestling match at this big festival. Uh, and then you hear things about WWE wanting to go and put a wrestling ring in some very unique places and do some very uh, odd televised things after watching The Field of Dreams, another MLB thing yeah. that was very, very successful. Go White Sox, baby! Screw them Yankees. It was great. <laughs> oh boy. You just you just rolling my New York side up. <laughs> Tim Anderson flipping bats. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Ta-ta. That's what I say. Um, I think WWE doing stuff like that, that's a partnership. Like, you yeah. could like you could go and do those type of things. Like you can go and do uh I'm who if they have Fox's Super Bowl this year, like Let's get that Royal Rumble on the Sunday night before the Super Bowl. The Saturday they, night before the Super Bowl. They're already talking about putting the Royal Rumble in February. So that that is uh it seems like that's pointing in the right direction with that too. Yeah. So I mean, like, do make these things bigger. And you just put that brand next to something and then you get the rub, baby. Get the rub. All right, Sid, you're gonna be very busy this week. Where can they follow you? What can they do? 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at TrueHillSP3. You can also follow my YouTube channel, True Hill Heat, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe over to the YouTube channel. We go live every single day this week for SummerSlam week. We're going to do a live review of SummerSlam on Sunday, as well as immediately after uh, TakeOver. And we got True Hill Heat 139, our four-year anniversary with special guest Alex McCarthy. And of course, you can see me right here on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel, following SmackDown and Ramp page with Dutch Mantel. We're going to be reviewing CM Punk possibly and the go home show to SummerSlam. And I'll be with you, Kev, on Saturday following SummerSlam. We got a lot here. We got a lot here. Hopefully I'll be able to join you live from the United Center if the signal holds up and all that. Oh, stuff. yeah. And join join us uh, live tomorrow, Friday, with the uh, with the preview for SummerSlam with myself, Dutch Mantel and Kenny Bolin, 11 a.m. Eastern time, live right here on Sports Keto Wrestling. Oh man, those 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 two dogs would be chomping at the bit to rip on each other. If you want to, see, if you want to see two legendary men in wrestling, uh, just roast each other. You'll get that. You'll get that with the show. Indeed, indeed. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting everything we're doing here. We are growing. We are within uh, shooting distance of our goal of twenty thousand subscribers on our YouTube channel. We are very very thankful of that. Thank you so so much. If you haven't done it already, please, please go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing, which is what? Which is what, Sydney? Enjoy wrestling, Mr. Vince. We had to get that Vince thing in there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go hold Tony's hand, why don't you, huh? Stop smiling! Stop smiling! Why are you smiling? Enjoy wrestling!